Hey. Yo, yo, yo. Can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you do video? I, we can. I need to put on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. This is Podcast Junkies, episode number nine. Okay, from that intro, I think you have an idea for what you're signing up for. This clocks in at close to two hours, and this is where we find out who the true podcast junkies are. I hope you enjoyed this as, as much as we did, as you can tell from this conversation. It's wide-ranging, it's all over the map, and um, it was a lot of fun to do. So, without further ado, here we go. Kind of feel like you open the door, you like jumped in, like, hey, Chris and Harry are talking. Let's, I gotta sit in on this. So, let's go. Yeah. In <laughs> fact, you should open that. Hey, Chris and Harry are talking. Hey. Let me see what's going on over here. Like, hey, welcome, welcome. <laughs> Have a seat, man. <laughs> welcome to my bedroom. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad you put a shirt on. <laughs> that, I hope you're recording that. Yeah, all of it, man. Ah, comedy gold. You, it really is. It, like, you put on those little stingers in the beginnings of your show. I swear you should use that. Yeah, I, like, yeah. I'm giving full permission. Like, <laughs> hey, you want to do video? Yeah, let me put a shirt on. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Yeah, I don't think it's going to get better than that one. So, yeah, and you don't, yeah. I mean, you kind of listen out for them. And I'm like, okay, oh, that man, uh, you know, you want to pay attention to your guests. But like sometimes someone says something, I'm like, that's it, man. Is that what it's called, the stinger? I, I don't know. I've heard a couple people when I was like brand new, which I'm still freaking brand new, but I heard yeah. a couple people call it that, so I just started calling that and Sounds I ran cool. with it. Let's go with it. A stinger. I have uh, Tyson Webb, a friend of mine. He is an actual radio DJ. He's been in broadcasting like 20 years, something ridiculous like that. He's. I'm going to be interviewing him shortly, hopefully. Yeah. We, we kind of been operating on the same same schedule that you and I did with this. <laughs> when I get him on, I want to ask him some of that terminology, like, "Hey, what are we stealing from radio, and are we stealing it properly? Yeah. Right? Are we calling a buffer a buffer properly, a stinger a stinger, so on and so forth, or are we just a bunch of? Uh, is your show explicit? Uh, yeah, I mean, whatever you want to do. But I, yeah, I haven't. Okay. I, I've got there's. F bombs been dropped left and it's not like well, I, it's not like no seriously speak freely please because I'm gonna leave it in and I mean that's how normal people speak man because I got kind of a bit of, uh, of a potty mouth I, but I, I don't I, I, got, I had a feel for that when you when you jumped on I'm like <laughs> okay this is gonna be the test of how much I can get away with it without labeling it explicit <laughs> yeah the the sensors I totally forgot what the hell oh. Um, Tyson. Yeah, I, I want to know what's what's what and what we're adopting and stealing and whatnot, and if we're doing it true to form or if we're just a bunch of jerk offs taking crap and we're just running with it. You know what I mean? Like, I want to respect not only podcasting as a, a platform, I want to respect uh, radio Broad as well. Yeah, broadcasting, right? Exactly. Have yeah. you spoken to Jeff Brown? No. So I'm going. I want to. Jeff's been on my radio. So Jeff and I. Uh, at this point, have just been like buddies on on Facebook. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, super pumped to meet him in August. And I yeah. even told him that a couple times. Like, dude, I cannot wait to meet you. Because I like what he does. You know yeah. what I mean? 
Um, but he's one of the people on my list that I want to reach out to and say, hey, I want you on my show. As you know, my schedule and how this whole thing went down, I don't want to I, I don't want to ask him just yet and, yeah. and not be able to show up or you know what I mean? You feel like with some of your guests, you have to be like you have to plan or be a bit more formal about the, the scheduling thing. Yes and no. It depends on the guest. Yeah. At least at least for me, if I know you like pretty well, I'll, I'll do it on the fly. I won't even yeah. ske- uh, send you a schedule link. Yeah. You know what I mean? We'll just we'll just lock it down. Ones I do not know, I, yeah, I like I just had Chris Brogan on. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, well, actually, it just aired. This was a while okay. ago when I had him on. Uh, I I did the I don't know Chris at all. Like we we've, we've never even commented on any like I do not know the guy at all personally. So yeah. I'm not gonna be a jerk and and schedule it like, hey, yeah. can you be on my show? Like I I, wanna send I, I am him or something thing. like that. You've done that. No, no. I mean, me and you were like, uh, we're like on, I don't know, Facebook Messenger or something, or asking each other a question. I'm like, oh, you should be on the show. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'll be on. Okay, when? I don't know. We'll, we'll figure something out. You and then- <laughs> already knew each other online. You yeah. know what I mean? Like we've already had that context. Yeah. I've never wrote Chris Brogan or some of these other people. Any, I've never even said boo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I just want to keep it somewhat professional. How did you get um, introduced to him? Uh, through a, a very good friend of mine, Sue Zimmerman, who was originally on the show. Okay. Sue. Oh my gosh. I cannot, I, every chance I, I can talk about Sue Zimmerman, I do, whether it's on a podcast it, or it's off the air, which I do do a lot off the air cause I try to send her people. Um, I originally sent her the formal, you know, email, I would like you to be on my show. My show has done X down. Like, you know what I mean? Like the stand here's my schedule. Yeah. And she, she did on and, and you know how the, those people or those interviews that you do that you just click. Yeah. yeah right. Like yeah. just get along and you jive together. That was Sue and I, cool. and we've kept in touch like crazy since then, since it's been, I don't know, since January, February, yeah. since she did the show. Uh, so through her, She's fed me a couple guests. Nice. You know what I mean? And Chris Brogan was one of them. So that's a, that's a pretty good referral. Yeah, it was. And here's what's funny about uh, Chris is it was nothing what I expected at all, and not yeah. in a bad way. Yeah. It's just I thought I was going to be more formal. Okay. And I thought I was going to like actually because the guy has stature in our world. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to respect that. Of course. And I thought I was going to be more structured in how I operate, but I wasn't at all. It was just kind of a free-for-all. And I don't know if he realized that or if it was off-putting to him, but there was a couple of of, of gaps of silences in, during the interview, and I'm yeah. like, crap, Like this sucks. Every guest I have on, I want them to feel like a million bucks when they get off the show, and I did not get that impression that you know he, he was whistling Dixie when it was over. Uh, Which your, is okay. Yeah. Right? No, I mean, if you do enough of them, I mean, they're not all going to, you're not going to knock it out of the park with each one of those. No. But I, I think that's the stuff that um, that I'm drawn to. I mean, I, I don't, I mean, they asked me last year, I never would have thought I'd be, I, was, I would be podcasting. I kind of thought I would want to because of the DJ thing. And I, I listened to Resident Advisor, it's a, it's a website, and they interview DJs, and they're super, they're super like DJ nerds. So they, they, they basically do their research and they're like, wow, 
I didn't know that much about the CJ, and that's the whole point, right? And I was like, wow, if that's what it's like to give interviews, man, I got a ways to go. So, <laughs> and then I and the, and that's well, I don't mean to cut you off, but that's yeah. exactly why I don't do that because what I've noticed on my podcast and so many people are are saying how great my show is, and oh my god, did you do radio before your interview style? Blah blah blah. I don't I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I still don't know what I'm doing, but I think that's what's helping me because I'm not tainted by the status quo of doing things a certain way. That's refreshing too because you want to feel like you're listening to a conversation and you want to feel that when you meet those people, they sound exactly the same. You know, and that's like, uh, you don't sound anything like you do on that show. <laughs> I you sent me I think it was the the Chase interview way before like before oh, yeah. your show even aired. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I am so pumped for this one to come out because I, your show to me feels kind of like mine in a sense where it's just two people talking. Like yeah. you learn a lot and there's some weird structure to it, even though there's no structure at all. You yeah. know what I mean? But it works. Like that's the type of stuff I like. So that's why I created, created the style of show that I have now. Yeah. Cause it's almost like uh, it's rambling and then with like a rough end insight somewhere down the road we'll, we'll try to wrap up and make it somewhat entertaining for the people who are listening because we run the risk of be this being this like bubble of, of inside jokes and references to people that only we know about and you know i've i've, ha I've given it I've, I've sent the show to friends and they're like it's you know it's good and but are they friends that listen to podcasts though well that's the thing because uh, some do some don't and you know the opinion varies obviously if they do then they get it a little more, and if they haven't, then they're like, oh, you know, just doesn't resonate. It just might not be the audience, you know, that's that's one thing. But I think it just makes me try to be um, a bit more conscious of maybe fleshing out the uh, the topics or the, uh, the the guests I'm having. Just you know, because the idea is like people that have no idea about podcasting should come on and be like, oh, now I know a little bit more about Chris. How many? Okay, well, let me let me take a step back here. Moment of truth. Do you have you ever listened to my show before? Yeah, I have, man. Ha, has there been somebody on my show that you've never heard about, but well, I mean, uh, listened to and was like, "Holy crap! I don't know who this person is, but I'm kind of yeah. enjoying this interview." Well, you know? I was. Uh, I think I was drawn more to the people I did know, just to see. I kind of was wanted to see what your interview style was with people that I've heard a couple of times already. And that's why mm -hmm. I was drawn to it because, oh, I like this, you know, like Michael O'Neill's show, you know, I'm like, I like the conversational style. So uh, you kind of like don't know what your style is, what, st what style you like until you start listening to shows. And then you quickly realize, oh, I don't like that style. And that, and there's just people's voices rub you the wrong way. And then, and then um, you're just trying to, you know, it, it, sometimes you can't put your finger on it. But you just know that yeah, you're probably not going to listen to that show again. <laughs> so for better or for worse. So yeah, you're, you're, you're I mean, I, I listen to you. I like the, the, the way you were identifying with guests, like when you had Greg on your show and you were just kind of, um, you know, resonating with him in terms of the fact that he was, uh, you know, he was familiar with the East Coast and you guys were sharing some stories. And I think, you know, you, you show that you've done your research when you're talking to people. Um, and, I, and you probably you probably did. There was no better uh, sign of that than when you uh, interviewed uh, Michael O'Neill. And <laughs> of all people who you have to have like a prepared. I've thought about that too. I was like, if I ever interview Michael O'Neill, man, I wonder if I'm just gonna not 
do my research just to kind of like spite him or, or, or have to just like do all the research I can just so he doesn't like end it five minutes after we start or something like that. His, I, and I think I said this on that show, I put in more effort with his yeah. than anybody else's. And that may sound kind of whack because I've had, out of respect to him, I've had bigger names than him on my show. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm a listener of his show. I know his style. I know what he likes. And him and I have also met in person a couple times prior to that. So we kind of okay. knew each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that was more of like a, an ode to Michael O'Neill's intros, but also like just to take a... Not a not a jab, but just be like, "Hey, whose intro is better now? Like, what? You know what I mean? You set the bar real high, man. Yeah, like you're the one on your show talking about intros. Then you come over to my house. What? Yeah, man. And it worked because we spent the first five minutes talking about how great my introduction was, um, and that that sounded very egotistical. We talked about the importance <laughs> of having a good intro and how it sets the tone for the rest of the show. Yeah. You know. So I guess I blew this one then. No, but, <laughs> but I see, I believe in that. But at the same time, I think it's amazing that you and I had no intro, yeah. no nothing. We just started like literally when Skype started, we just started shooting the shit and we're still, you know, having back and forth banter and having a great time and, and laughing, you know? Yeah, I think there's something to say with that. I mean, I get both his I mean, I get both sides. I mean, you guys were talking about, uh, you know, like the the example of you. I think uh, the cruise ship. The cruise ship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Driving. You're in charge of the cruise ship now. Or something yeah. like that. <laughs> that might be fun. You never know, man. It, it it's like flying first class. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when when you fly first class, especially internationally, the flight attendants up there they really set the tone of what your flight's going to be like, and that's. To me, in a weird analogy, that's what I want to do for my guests. I want, especially if I don't know them. If I don't know them, I want them to like get the the warm and fuzzies and want yeah. to hug me by the end because <laughs> they're like, okay, the, this Sarone cat, he's he's different. Yeah. He did his homework. He cares about his show. I'm gonna give that same amount of effort to him. And you'll probably get quality referrals. I mean, you you're getting quality referrals out of it. Sue Zimmerman. She was so blown away. She wrote on like her Facebook or something. She wrote somewhere right after that. She was like, seriously, the best interview I've ever done. And I know Michael O'Neill has one of those. Going back to Michael, he's got one from Derek Halpern. Yeah. When you get that as a podcaster, like I don't know what else is better when you hear stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, so that, better... is, <laughs> that is important. I mean, if this... Uh, I think at the end of the day, you have to figure out like why it is that we're in this and why we're doing this. And I started like everyone else, like, okay, I mean, I got to get into new and noteworthy, um, which for people who don't have a podcast and wonder why, <laughs> if you ever have any friends that are doing podcasts, you, you hear them repeat these terms over and over, uh, ad nauseum, like new and noteworthy, like it's like the holy grail. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, that's, I, I guess that's something I got to focus on. And I tried to like, you know, do everything I could, but obviously, I mean, that, that didn't happen. And then I quickly realized I, I literally have not checked iTunes. I mean, at all, because if it's there, it's there and I'll see a bump. If it's not there, then I, I don't know, what, what am I going to do to like get on there? So just do, just, just keep chugging away and do, uh, try to do a quality show every week. I've done that with, my stats the past week 
I, I went from checking like every 10 minutes to every 30 minutes to every hour. Uh, today I checked them prior to today. It's been a couple of days since I checked them. Yeah. Which is, which is kind of weird. Cause I'm, I'm thinking to myself, okay, my show at this point is 90 something days old, which in podcasting years, I know there's internet years, but then there's podcasting <laughs> years. Those, those move <laughs> fast. At, those move fast. Man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm getting my senior citizen discount by now. Like, that's how long my show's been on. Uh, consistently, too, by the way. Yeah. Three shows a week consistently. I missed one day. That's crazy. But um, I forgot what even the heck I was. Oh, at this point, I'm like, okay, I, I have an overall feel of the ebb and flow of my show yeah. and the number. So now what I do is every day or every day, every couple of days or whatever, uh, I'll just kind of check in to see, okay, is that ebb and flow still happening? Is the ebb and flow still happening? It is, even though we had some whack stuff going on with Lipson a couple of days ago where they weren't showing anything. Okay. And I didn't even know it was going on until I saw people on Facebook talking about Lipson's down. I don't know my numbers. <laughs> I go, what? So I'm like, hey, I'm glad I don't do that anymore like i'm yeah. so reliant on ch like i'm getting numbers drunk you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. um well at, some, po at some point there's, i mean there's probably some like magic numbers targets you know the, your first thousand your first ten thousand i don't know and then if you're lucky enough you're 15 your hundred thousand whatever and then you just have to figure out what you want to do after that because if you're, ju you're just after numbers like you said you're going to drive yourself crazy man well, numbers ain't going to put food in my kids' stomachs either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Num numbers ain't going to uh, afford my wife and I to go on vacation. Yeah. Like, I agree of the notion that it is those numbers that is going to get you in those conversations. But at what point do you break away from the numbers game and start focusing on more solid foundational stuff? Because if you put out a great product... If you are consistent, this is all just my opinion, by the way. I don't. I'm still, well, I'm still new in this space, and I'm talking like I'm, I'm freaking Cliff Ravenscraft or something. <laughs> that was something. Like I, I'm just going off on my experience. If you put out quality audio stuff, great show, right? Yeah. Whether it's interview style or not, it doesn't matter. If you put out great stuff, um, you don't have to worry so much about jockeying the numbers you know what yeah. i mean like it'll kind of come of course you start to market the crap out of everything you do but um the numbers will come it kind of takes care of itself you know yeah and i guess that you know it's what's the end goal like i mean i i got quite honestly my hands full with uh an an hour-long show once a week and that's probably because i'm probably doing too many things that i shouldn't be doing it but that's okay because um, the end goal is standing in your bedroom with your shirt off in the middle of the day and doing an interview. Even though I had to put my clothes on for this, and now we're on video, but um, like that—that that is seriously my end goal. I spoke at uh, a thing in Kansas City a couple weeks back, and I wore my jeans. Yeah. I wore my van shoes. I had a nice button-up shirt. I mean, I'm not an asshole. Like, I, I you know what I mean? Like, I am going to dress up somewhat. But, like, that's all. I just want to wear my American Apparel T-shirt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, in the no, middle it's of true, the right? <laughs> what? Uh, how long have you been doing the speaking thing? 
I don't know. Shortly after the podcast launched, so I'd say about February, it started here locally. Well, I only did one out of yeah. state. That's all local. Okay. <laughs> um, it, it just kind of evolved and happened. You know what I mean? Like I, I did a bunch of realtor conferences and stuff because once upon a time I was a, a real estate agent and, okay. and a real estate investor. I was in the, that industry for like seven years. Okay. So I'm able to speak their lingo, their lingo, their lingo, and you know what I mean? Like have an impactful talk. In fact, my last talk I did for a bunch of realtors here uh, was about how they suck at marketing and how they're the most arrogant people in the world. And I I, I started with that. Yeah. And I took a gamble. Uh, You got to be memorable, right? I wanted to be memorable because they are the most arrogant people in the world. I know. I was one of them. You know what I mean? Like, look at my glamour shot from 1993 that I'm still passing off now, and I'm the high price champion. You got to you know? send me that. I'm gonna make that your photo <laughs> for this podcast. Uh. I tried. So in a, I think in Solo Lab that I belong to, we were kind of riffing on that, and uh, I tried to dig out mine, okay. even though I didn't have like that typical glamour shot one because I was in my at the time I was like in my 20s, so I knew better to take those type of pictures, but. Uh, I tried to dig it out. I'll I'll see if I can find it again. I'll send it to you. That's hilarious. Yeah, but I, I wanted to start with that because they are the most arrogant people I I have ever been around, and it yeah. just boggles my mind. And one of these people, um, they're in the because I was it was supposed to be like a, a speaker type talk, but I kept engaging with the crowd. Then I look over at the person who kind of put on the thing and they're giving me the eyeballs. Like, why are you talking to the crowd? Like you're supposed to be here talking about marketing and podcasting and social media, but I don't, I just don't care. And one of the guys literally said, uh, I forget what he said. Actually, he said something to the effect of, uh, I already know what I'm doing. Why, why are you even here? Something like something to the effect, like dude, he was a jerk by the end of that talk. Yeah. That guy and I were like buddies. We talked for another 20 minutes after the talk. And then I, I always call to get feedback on my speech, not because I'm, uh, you know, I'm trying to be arrogant. No, you just want to learn. You want to learn. I want to learn. I'm yeah. new at this crap. Yeah. I want to make sure, like, how did it go? Things like that. And the, the lady was like, um, oh, no, no, no. The guy was like uh, the broker or something, whoever hosted the thing, like, got such great feedback and they absolutely loved it. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I like I like starting stuff by saying like you suck, get off your ass, something, something to <laughs> yeah. razzle. That's yeah. just the mood I've been in since I started podcasting. But that had to exist before you started podcasting. Yeah, but it's like really coming on thick now because <laughs> before uh, I was in corporate America for five years, so okay. I, I I was that style, you know what I mean. But I was still in corporate America prior to that. Uh, I owned a business for only a year. Um, and then prior to that, I was in real, like I was always in something that I, I couldn't fully be me. You know what I mean? So like, this, so you feel like, um, this, this is this as, this is, this is the closest you've come to being the, the true Chris. Mm, what, what really is the true Chris? I don't know. Yeah. I'm always discovering that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it, but that, it's it's the one where you feel most comfortable in your own skin, then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By by far, right now, uh, because I I see I, I, I 
tell you why I get fired up and I get so pissed off. New Media Expo. We were just talking about this. I don't know if you're going to include that in the part in the show or not, but yeah. you, we we're talking about New Media Expo. Yep. How many people did you meet at New Media, New Media Expo that told you about their podcast, their blog, their YouTube channel, their fill in the blank? Like A lot. 85,000. Well, we're, we're, we're at the conference for that. I mean, it was it's good and it's bad because, I mean, uh, we're talking in a, I don't know what the analogy is, a vacuum, a paper bag or something like that. But I was talking to people about podcasting, blogging, blah, 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 before I went. And they're like, oh, yeah, that sounds interesting. But then you get there and it's like, you're just geeking out with like podcasting and blogging nerds and all that stuff. And and it's kind of like the whole thing about it being your tribe and everyone's talking the same language. But then, yeah, like you said, you know, well, I mean, I, maybe this is your point. Like towards the end, it's like it just starts to all sound like everyone's doing the same thing and saying the same thing. So, well, no, actually, that wasn't my point. Okay, I, I was gonna be I was gonna be nice and and guide this conversation, but I'll just tell you flat out now. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, the point I was going to make was how many freaking people did you talk to that said they were going to do that and then you've never heard from them again? D- they didn't do it. They didn't do yeah. shit. You know what I mean? That pisses me off because, look, they had good intentions. They want to do their thing. And, and uh, some of these people, they're meant to do this thing, but then they get home and the honeymoon is over from New Media Expo and they don't take action. They don't do it. Why is that? I mean... It, Obviously, it's got you worked up. So why is that? Why is that? Why is that surprising? <laughs> it's not. It's not surprising. I'm. I think I'm just at a point now where I'm being a big fat codependent, and I'm like, enough is enough. Like, stop with the nonsense. You have a choice. I was that person for so long. By the way, I'm not pointing fingers. Like, I was that yeah. person. I have finally broke that mold within myself and now that i have and i've launched a show and and last month alone my show did uh something downloads and right now i'm trending to do uh, well over a hundred like there's big numbers right i'm still a big fat nobody (laughs) like no one knows who i am and but i'm so excited of what i accomplished and i'm thinking okay if if Chris Cerrone in las vegas who sat in his closet for the first couple months and did the show like, why can't you? Why can't you figure out a way? Why can't you find a way? Why is it important that they do or they, or they don't? Because it, it's important because I think a lot of people don't credit themselves enough with what they can accomplish. A lot of people don't believe in themselves enough or think that they have a choice to do X, Y, and Z. They follow the status quo because that is what's comfortable to them. Anything that's uncomfortable hurts, and nobody wants to hurt. Nobody wants to feel either. So they continue to go to their job or this or whatever. And let's take the people that love their jobs, because I was one of them. You could love your job. You can have a passion. <coughs> wow. You can have a passion. Um, see how yeah, fired up I'm getting? You could have a passion. Okay. Let me let me just calm down for a second. <laughs> We've you apparently can. hit like a... Like a, a hot button topic here. This is awesome. You know what? And this is why I was so excited to do your show. Uh, because I knew, I just knew we, we were able to get away with something like this. And I haven't been able to do this on my show to the extent that I, I wanted to. So I'm giving you the full exclusive. This is way. awesome, man. I'm, uh, I'm going to be known as the the, the, the therapy. Who's that? Who, the therapy show. Who is that guy that, that sports? Jim Rome. Isn't he the guy that, that would make the, yeah. the, the players like cry or something like that? <laughs> Well, you're not going to make me cry. You're going to make me punch this window over here. 
and bloody on my hand. And I'm self-employed. I got no insurance, so I don't need a bloody hand tonight. No, but I, I, I don't even remember what I was saying. Cause you, uh, oh, no. The people that love their job, right, they, they have no problems whatsoever. However, they have this little project that they're working on on the side, but they don't really go full throttle with that project because they love their job. What they don't realize is what life could be even more for them. They may like their job a hell of a lot, but they will love their unless you're you're single and you live by yourself and you're introverted. Actually no, I'm not even gonna discredit them. They can yeah, do it too. Like they you never know what where life could take you. And a lot of this stems from my own like you ever hear the thing like you hate uh, what you hate about people is what you hate about yourself. Yeah, because I was going to say, like when I heard you on Greg's show leaving corporate, you were ready to go. You had your plan. Um, you've, you, you know, you you got uh, the time came for you to, to leave, right? And then you you, got, you were all set. You're like, oh, this is what this is cool because this is what I wanted to do. And then you got the the other offer, right? I got yeah, and then and you, then you took it. Promotion. And so. I took it like an asshole. I took it. And I loved my job too. I liked what I did. I just I just knew at the end of the day it wasn't but, for me. I, I mean, uh, you know, to give you all the credit where credit is due, you you quickly came to came to your senses and I'm not saying that people who don't wait a minute, you're talking about you're talking about the, 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 final, the final time, time. when I was offered the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I took the job. I didn't actually. Yeah, that's start the thing. You though. you kind of like had the, the the what what the hell am I doing moment, and you're like, okay, no, no, wait, I just yeah. I just was like fighting all this time to get to get to this to, to get to this exact point and preparing for it. Yes. And then when it's offered to you, you're like, oh man, shit, I don't even know if the shit is that what I really want. You know, you got scared and all that stuff, which is normal human behavior. And then you had the wherewithal to say, you know what? No, I'm not going to take the, this this even better offer because at some point you gotta. You gotta shit or get off the pot, man. Yeah, and people are listening. <clears throat> Dang it, people are listening to us now, and it's easy because I I have a podcast. You have a podcast that we're talking about podcasting. No, I'm talking about literally anything online or off. If you have a passion for that thing, an honest passion, not the new flavor of the month, like something that you've always wanted to do with your life. Stop messing around and go freaking do that thing. And I think it's it's important that you um, say that you mentioned that part about it being an honest passion because, like you said, it, it is like uh, what's hot now. It's the same thing that happened with like blogging and and you know like mobile apps and everyone's trying you know and, and just Flappy Bird and. Uh, now it's podcasting, and and it, it was probably YouTube videos for a while, and I don't know, man. Like everyone's trying to jump and see if that's what they want to do, and and probably doing it because they they do want to escape somehow, and they think that maybe this is it. But it is, it's it's not an honest passion, and that's probably why they they drop it at the first sign of any sort of challenge that they come across. It's tough, man. I told you. Prior, uh, I, don't, I think I wrote to you. I don't freaking remember, actually. If I even told you or I thinking I was going to tell you, but podcasting has changed my life, and let me tell you why. I could vividly remember in the first grade getting uh, driven to school by my father in his badass 65 
Ford Mustang and listening to AM radio and listening to talk radio. Like that is something from my childhood. I remember fast forward to the seventh grade where I had this English teacher. Um, he was a, a, a former radio DJ. He did something, maybe he was a program manager. So he was a radio guy. And it, I don't know how we got away with this, by the way, but we did a half of a year of English and the last half we learned radio. Oh, wow. We produced shows. He had all the board. He had the professional equipment. Now, granted, you know what? Actually, he probably got away with this by uh, telling the board or whatever, like, I'm going to get these kids to do everything within half the time and get all A's. And if I can do that, I want to do radio shit for the next half because we all did. Right. We all did yeah. fantastic. Um, so even then, like I was so in love with radio and talk radio and, and all that. And then in 2000, so who was that uh, teacher? You want to give him a shout out? M- Mr. Mr. Kimball. Kimball. He, right. He's, he's probably like dust by this point. Cause he was pretty old back then. <laughs> um, I hope he's still alive. Oh my God. I love that guy. But fast forward to 2008, I went to my wife and I was like, uh, I'm going to start a podcast and at the time, we had like no money. I think we literally had like fifty dollars to our name. And she goes, "Great. What do you What do you need?" And I said, "It's It's going to be free. I just need the last of our." I, no, I, I take it back. I said, uh, I, "There's about ten things I need to do. Nine of them are free. The last one, I need to buy uh, a mic." And back in 2008, it was like the headset thing with the the mic that came out, like the USB nonsense. <laughs> That's all I was going to use. She goes, "Cool." Do all nine of those things, and then you can spend our last $50 on that microphone. I said, all right, sweet. I'm on fire, right? I didn't start a podcast till January, uh, February 12th of this year. Like, I, I just never did it. I never did those nine things, and it pissed me off. And that, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier is if you have that thing that you're passionate about, you have no idea what your life is going to be like because you're not taking the steps to go make that happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Had I, I could have been freaking Cliff Ravenscraft or any of these big time people if I started in 2008 with the same vigor and passion that I'm doing my show now. You know what I mean? Well, I'm a firm believer that um, you start or, or, or you do the things, um, man, I'm processing this thought as it's coming out of my mouth, but it's kind of, you, you're, you are who you become uh when it's right for you to become that person. So, I don't know. Like, if you did it... Totally so if, you did, if you did totally it two years agree, ago, actually. you know, you might have fallen flat on your face. Maybe the the mechanisms for, like, promoting shows and, like, I don't know, all this crap, of this technology, maybe it didn't exist. But it's kind of like this perfect storm has to happen. And a lot of it has to do with you, right? You have to be mental in a place mentally where you, you, you can execute and you can do things because you, maybe you could have started. But maybe... Um, you know, whatever, you know, life experience, emotional maturity, fill in the blanks. If it's not there, you know, it's kind of like all this, this perfect storm of stuff that needs to happen. Yeah, and you just can't have regrets, man. I think you... you. Oh, <coughs> I have... N- <coughs> My God, you can leave yes. that in there. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have no regrets whatsoever. Uh, everything happens for a reason. And you're absolutely right because... My my first real corporate America job started in 2009, I think, and a lot of the corporate stuff, and I had a very high position, a lot of that stuff I learned, I'm now using on my podcast, totally. and I'm now using the same type of mentality that they have 
towards my show yeah. and it's working out. But then again, who re- I mean, who knows, right? Yeah, same, I mean, same, yeah, same for me. Like uh, things that I learned, I'm able to apply here, and probably I, I probably have a um, a more polished show than I would if I just try to kind of figure it out from YouTube videos. But that, well, wait, wait, wait. I, I'm gonna kind of disagree with you though, because <laughs> I preach I preach this on my show all the time. Like, who's to say you couldn't have just as good a show if you just watched YouTube videos? I'm I'm on my show. I'm always talking about stop with the nonsense and go and just learn and just do. Like you will learn as you go along. I've learned so much from podcasting by doing it the way I do. You know what I mean? My video challenge that I completely failed on and I didn't even finish it out. um, It taught me a lot, right? Not just about video and YouTube. It just taught me a lot about organizing something like that. You know what I mean? My artwork. Uh, I'm actually in the process of getting everything revamped. I, I just was sent the um, first draft of my logo nice. and everything. So yeah, I'm moving on up. Uh, <laughs> not to the east side, but I'm moving on up. And But I started with garbage. You know what I mean? Like That's a running joke on my show. I have like the ugliest artwork on, on iTunes. Aside from the – like if you scroll all the way at the bottom, it's usually Asian ones. <laughs> They have like the gnarliest artwork. You know what I'm talking about? No, I actually don't right now. <laughs> if you if you go on iTunes, it, it's like going to page 35 oh, on Google. Okay. Like that's how far down you gotta go. They're usually like Asian shows or or non US shows. I, I shouldn't single out Asian shows, but they have the like my my show would fit right in line with those shows in terms of if, the yeah, artwork. If you were to you know judge I mean? it just on the merits of its presentation. So. Exactly. That, that just goes but to show I, you it's I, not about the presentation. It's about the content, man. It, it, it is. And it, that showed me that. But also, and, and I do uh, lately, I've been thinking about this. How many people did I lose because I had some 1993 jank artwork that I made on paint? You know what I mean? I was kind of excited. I thought you were going to come on with your trademark blue shirt. <laughs> you know what hold on one second I think it's dirty hold on one second we're, we're really going to do this in the, middle of your, in the show hold on one second uh, that, this shirt <laughs> that is hilarious man <laughs> that shirt's powerful man this is the shirt <laughs> knocks out the wifi signals it, That that's yeah that's why it's buried in the closet that's why I had to say hold on I had to unlock three locks to bring this thing out like uh, reverse kryptonite or something, and it's American Apparel. Like that, this is this is. I want to wear my American Apparel shirt. I feel like I should get uh, some sponsorship money from them. You can drop name drop them twice. So they better. <laughs> or you know what? Any fifty fifty t, any soft feeling fifty fifty t. I just want to go to work in my t shirt. Yeah, that's okay. it. You know what I mean? Well, you're doing it, man. You're living the dream. It's it's tough. Not gonna, I'm not going to lie. I'm up. Uh, when I originally started this show and I started being interviewed on other shows and, and just me talking, I think I said I woke up at like 6.30. I played video games with my boys for a little bit yeah. and I made breakfast and my day started at 8. And the past month, I'm up at like 4.45, 5 o'clock and immediately I start. Yeah. And I, I still take a break from my boys. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the, the, but fact, the fact that you can do that is pretty awesome. It It is. But there's just so much now on my plate. And I'm still a one-man show. Uh, I, I'm in the middle of bringing somebody on 
to, to help out to be yeah. a traffic cop for my email and, and stuff like that. Oh, but wow, that's cool. Yeah, well, it's tough. Like uh, Greg Hickman, we've talked about uh, Greg, or we referenced Greg, uh, Greg on the show. I, he put he did a post on Instagram or Facebook or something where his email. Did you see that? I saw that. Yeah. And I'm like, that's like a rapper wants a Rolls Royce. Like that's what I want. <laughs> I want my email to be at zero. You know. Did, and, I'm wondering which method to use because there's a couple I know. Um, um, was it Manish? Sethi had something about he has his VA going through his emails, and he just kind of sees the ones that he needs to see. That that's exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah, ones that need my like actual attention. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some I give people writing all the time saying, uh, "Hey, I love the show." Blah blah blah, or giving me suggestions for guests and, and a lot of that stuff. It's basic stuff that with some sort of template you could have someone answer and. Yeah. Yes, and I am going to have that someone say, "Hey, this I work for Chris," or whatever. you know what I mean, like sign yeah. their name instead of mine. Yeah. But stuff that actually needs my attention, um, yeah, I, I I just I can't do it. But then I hear stuff like like Pat Flynn, right? Yeah. Recently did this, and and Homeboy is huge, <laughs> and I'm like 90 days into it, and I'm already crying like a baby. I need help. You know what I mean? So I don't know. And and he's got a wife and two kids like me, and his kids are within a year apart of mine. So it's like I feel kind of scumbaggish for taking the, this easy way out, but I, I'm not Pat Flynn. You know what I mean? Like I can't do it, and I realize that, and I need help. But I think it's all a matter of like what's important in terms of like and, and where you want to put the focus of your time. And and quite honestly, like your time is best spent. Like behind the mic, you know, talking to people and, and and not answering emails. So yeah, I'm so terrible at that. I I didn't even pretend I ever wanted to be a blogger because I know that's just not my strong suit. I'd rather be like you said. I'd rather be on the mic. I'd rather be on stage. I'd rather, I'd rather be doing a video, not editing a video, not writing a description for a video. I literally just want to like walk in, shoot, and walk out. Yeah. Because uh, that's how my mind works. It's you know what I mean. Like I can't. I don't know. No, it makes sense because uh, that's where the best use of your creative energy is found. So why not put all of your effort towards that and figure out how to outsource the rest? I, I have uh, such a very near and dear friend of mine. She is the uh, VP of the Jabberwockies here in Vegas. I think that's her title. Uh, she's going to be on the show soon. We're going to do a live one, but... Um, I meet up with her and I have like I can't even describe how I feel when I meet with her because I get so much clarity on what direction that I want to go and how I want to operate. And because of her background and, and she's worked with Cirque and uh, she's she's now starting to help me. Not as like not that I'm like an entertainer, but it, it's kind of the same. You know what I mean? A little like, bit, yeah. Uh, so she's she's given me clarity and direction on what I should do and what's better suited for me because the more creative I can be and the more or the less I'm bogged down with um, admin stuff. email and yeah admin stuff like I, I need to keep that creative momentum going because new stuff can come out of it. So what are the Jabberwockies? It is. <laughs> You're, I, I know you're east right now, but you don't like you're West Coast, man. You gotta learn this stuff. So the Jabberwockies won America's Got Talent 
I don't even know, season two or three or whatever. Oh, if, it's, if it's a TV thing, then I definitely... No, 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 no. no. But okay. they, that's how they originally, I think, I could be totally wrong in misplay, but I think they started on America's Got Talent or one of those shows. Now they're like mega huge. Oh, yeah? Like they, yeah, they were just doing a thing with Rob Deerdeck and the Fantasy Factory. Like, it's not one of these... America's uh, whatever the other the original one the Ryan Seacrest one it's not like one of those singers yeah yeah uh, uh, you know American Idol American Idol it's not like an American Idol singer where they get kind of famous and then they kind of die yeah, out and then yeah. that's it like no they're still doing some gangster stuff and they have their own show and their own theater here in Las Vegas wow. so not only are they huge internationally they're even bigger here locally where I live yeah because so, Vegas is its own like. <laughs> microcosm of like entertainment that exists solely in Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've heard uh, the saying Brooklyn. I think it's Brooklyn. Brooklyn eats their children. Yeah. Like we don't even bother having children to eat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we just we just go all hard in the paint. Um, yeah. you, you mentioned live show, uh, live shows, right? When when did those start? Uh oh, on my show. Yeah. So. You know how you meet those people online and you want to meet them in person or whatever. Well, luckily, going off the topic of Vegas, like I live in Vegas. Either you live close to me from L.A. or whatever, or you're coming here for something. Yeah. So one of my buddies online, Kevin Lay, I'll give him a shout out. Uh, I think I was like, hey, uh, you know, next time you're in Vegas, let's hang out, blah, 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 blah. A week or two passes by, we're chatting. I'm like, yeah, next time you're in Vegas, like hit me up. And he goes, all right, I'll come down this weekend. How's that? And I go, Whoa. <laughs> So he comes down and I'm like, we have to do a live show. And I really wanted him on because he, he does, he, he's like the, the master splinter of travel hacking. So what better time to yeah. do a live show? Another friend of mine, Amy Schmidauer, uh, she originally was on my show. We, going back to those people you just clicked with, she was another one. Like her and I just clicked. We became friends since then. She's like, hey. I'm coming down for vacation. Uh, let's let's hang out, and then from that it turned into let's let's do another show live. Yeah, oh cool, unbelievably so you, amazing. So you've had repeat guests already. Uh, one. one, she holds the record. I, I'm going to say it publicly. She gets a record for being the the very first repeat guest, and what made hers even double special is because not only is she a repeat guest, we got to do it live. From those two, I had such a blast, and I was talking to my the the friend of that I was just talking about uh, the Jabberwockies, and talk about clarity and all that. She was like, "You need to do more of those because those shows, there's something about them." Yeah. And then then I'm now I'm thinking of okay, how do I get out of my bedroom, which you can see? Uh, how do I get <laughs> out of my how do I get out of my bedroom? And go rent some small office somewhere down the street in some office park, but create like a cool little studio out of it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, especially now that I'm in L.A. Um, it, I think it's such a crazy dynamic uh, when you've got the guests coming in and then you guys are sitting across the table staring at each other and talking. You really you get a feel for like who the person is. Um, mm -hmm. Because especially if it's like, um, you know, Skype is one thing, but if it's not, not even like a Skype interview... It's just a voice on the other end of the line. Might as well just be a phone call, and you don't know if they're paying attention. You don't know if they're engaged. You don't know if you know they're just staring at their watch. And it's kind of the reasons why you know whether these videos ever end up. I just like the ability to look people in the eye and just talk to them and just get a feel for 
whether they're they're digging the conversation or not. Well, plus talking over each other. I can like we're doing for the for for you the listener. We're doing video right now also, and I can I can see him in the face, so I can time what I'm going to say so we're not talking all over each other. I don't know if you've done all of them video-wise, but there's been a, a couple of hiccups on my show because of that. I don't yeah. know. You know what I mean? And I think I learned really quickly not to worry about that because, I, I mean... I'm not. It's, I, well, it's natural. It's, it's not NPR, man. I'm not. I'm not gonna have like, <laughs> you know, uh, Radio Lab. You know, <laughs> I hear some crazy stats about how long each of those episode, episodes take. I don't know if you've listened to that, but uh-uh. it's crazy, man. They they have like sound effects, and they mention like a sad moment in the show, and then you hear like some sad music, and it's like crazy. It, you should hear one of those episodes. <laughs> a really good one is uh, Bliss. Uh, but uh, yeah, it'll just blow your mind. You're like, that, that's a do, podcast. <laughs> do they add those after the fact? Yeah, or do yeah, they, yeah. Do yeah. they do it live? Someone, t- I think it was um, my last guest, Eric uh, Paquette. He, I think he said like they take like. Uh, oh no, no, this other guy I was talking to, um, Mark Moran, I think. He was telling me that uh, some of those episodes take like months to edit one episode. That's so, just stupid. But but it's different. <laughs> it's not. It's it's. Like, come on. Well-polished shows, those are horrible, man. Like, but I mean, I, I get having... It's, I, it's I, different. I, it's something else. It's not what you and I are doing now by any stretch of the imagination. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I so I, I, I can uh, appreciate both, but then, um, yeah, I just like the, the free form. The free form for me works best. And even if it is a video and I run the risk of like probably stretching the bandwidth because I'm trying to do video... I think it's fine. I mean, well, there's another thing about video. What? How awesome would it be if I create this little studio thing? And um, that's the direction I want to go in, first and foremost. But I do want to say, majority of my shows are still going to be the way they are, just me by myself in the room, right? But how sweet would it be to have that in studio guest every once in a while? Yeah where we can see them and then I can film it and then I can show the people like you as the listener you get to see the blue shirt that I ran off and changed into you know what I mean like you get to share that with the audience and me lucky enough I live in Vegas next time New Media Expo comes in the town like I have something that I can be like grab five ten people whatever um, and be like hey let's go do a show this is fun you know what I mean you're in for the porn convention let's go do a show (laughs) You're in for the tractor trailer convention? Let's do a show. CES, like you name it, we got it. It's crazy how much uh, how much traffic goes through that town. And, and like you said, it's one of those hubs where someone's always going to be passing through, you know, and especially for the convention piece and and I think LA is like that too, so that's kind of what I was thinking. Someone's always LA, New York, Vegas, you know, any of those major spots. Mm-hmm. You're going to have people coming through for one reason or another, so. Yeah, and I want them all to be on my show. I'm sure you do. At least do. just just the in- interesting ones, though. <laughs> so that's the thing, right? Like, I'm, I think every podcast host wants interesting people on their show. But you can't chase them. No, you can't. You can't chase them because you think they're going to be interesting and good for your show. You gotta, yeah, it's make almost, sure you click. Yeah, it's almost like I feel like I want to have had some some bit of interaction with a guest previous. Even if it's just like maybe a couple of like IMs or a couple of emails, just something to get a feel for what they might be like. Mm-hmm. Um, just so you're not like sitting on dead air. So on, on the show. Like right now? 
I, I did that. On, I, I didn't say anything on purpose. I wanted some dinner just now. <laughs> that, that's what um, Chase, Chase Reeves. You listen to the Fizzle show religiously. So, I want him on my show so bad. He, let me talk about him for a second. <laughs> Corbett Barr, like absolutely love what he does. I followed him before Fizzle, right? Um, Caleb, same thing. However, the, I resonate way more. You know what I mean? Like the, he's like your not to like puff these guys up anymore, but you have your favorite Beatle, and no, I I just they're the only thing that came to mind. They're not the freaking Beatles, but like you know, you have your your favorite Beatle. Well, he's definitely mine. You know? Yeah. No, I get it. I mean, I was uh, so I was at Newbie Expo and I, I saw him speak. And uh, I don't think I had heard of him before, and I hadn't heard of Fizzle. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this guy's funny. And then I uh, started listening, and I was like, oh, okay, this guy's really funny. And then I had mentioned uh, the app in the show. And, and on, in there, I, I purposely sat in front so I could ask, be the first one. And I was like, oh, step up to the mic, ask a question. Yeah. I was like, oh, I want to ask a question about the app. So I asked him, and then he was like, oh, I'm into like Above and Beyond. So we kind of like, he had something, he, he likes electronic music. Yeah. So I followed up as soon as I got back, just on a a quick note, and he actually, I guess, because I gave him a card. I have a card that looks like a uh, cassette tape, so it was kind of memorable. Mm-hmm. So he sent me an email, "Hey, Ari, good luck with the with, good luck with the app or something like that." And I was like, I, I just jumped right on, and I was like, "Hey, you, would you like to be on the show?" And he's like, "Yeah, sure." Yeah. And I had no show. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "It's going to be called Podcast Junkies. You want to be on?" And he's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Oh shit!" Now I, I got to like, do uh, it. Okay, <laughs> now I got to do it. So he was the first guest, and uh, it, it was such. Was awesome. here, here's why I like him. Take. Take the, the, the comedy, because he's a funny dude, right? Take that out of the picture, yeah. though. I like him a lot, and I, and I really resonate with him, because he's extremely quick-witted, he's very sharp, and he's not just the funny man. Like, he's not the quote-unquote funny man. He's he's extremely talented. He just knows and understands how to have fun while he's working. You know what I mean? And I like yeah. people like that. I resonate with people like that. Okay, so now we're going to... We're going to add some value for the listeners here. <laughs> Not to say that the past 45 minutes have been valueless, but <laughs> no. So this, that you bring up, it brings up a good point, right? Like have a personality, like ha- bring something to the table and show, you know, you don't have to show where you're different. Just be different and, you know, let your true self come through and, you know, don't well, being, your, you know, he, he, I, being yourself is you're already being different if you're just going to be yourself. You know what I mean? Like, don't just try yeah. to be different because you think that's what's going to work. No, 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 no. You can't yeah. force it. Like, no, because you're going to sound it's, horrible. Yeah, it's robotic. I mean, you're going to be like, Q96 yeah. FM. 97X. Traffic on the 101. Bam. <laughs> the future of rock and roll. What was that? That was Rain Man, right? 97X. I think it was 97X. I don't know. Sorry. Go ahead. So, yeah, I, mean, I think that's important. That that's why he, he resonates. And I, I think it's kind of like the message. Like, if you're going to jump into this, you know, just come... As much as you need some sort of training and like um, all these podcasting schools are telling you what you need to do, um, at the end of the day, you've got to add something that makes it unique or just very quickly people are not going to tune in anymore and they're not going to resonate. Um, and if it sounds like, oh, this this guy is following the scripts that like all the other 10 podcasts I've listened to previously, they must have been on the same, they must have taken like the same program because they're all asking the same yep. questions. And I, I mean, I, and I, and I just applaud them for wanting to do something 
but like in the same way it's kind of like that gentle push to like guys don't don't do it because if you listen to enough you're going to hear it across all these other shows and and maybe it's only people like us that listen to a lot of podcasts are going to catch it and maybe you know the people that don't listen to their show are going to think you know everything sounds awesome and i don't know i don't have the answers i'm not nowhere in hey what are you talking about this is your show man you're the authoritative here (laughs) i have no idea what i'm doing here. flying by the seat of my pants i just want to i just want to have cool conversations with cool people and and that's what makes to me your show different and that's why i like your show a lot and 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 it's still in its beginning stage that's why i like your show i'm so hyper focused or hyper focused i'm so hyper sensitive to the point of do i sound like other podcasters do i like michael o'neill i i listen to i'm a big time listener of his show he's one that i'm always very cognizant of trying not to be like you know what i mean it, it's you guys are i, I will say you guys got a, a somewhat of a similar style and well, we're both howard stern uh, listeners of 30 years so that some of it maybe come go. from that but <laughs> no like i michael he's a friend of mine and i don't want to like out yeah. of respect well take take the fact that I, i've never met him like right let me see. working dude you're getting me worked up <laughs> take <laughs> Take everything out of the picture. Let's say I didn't even know him. I'm I'm hypersensitive to sounding like his show. Out of respect to him, I yeah. do not want to copy his show. Out of respect to him, of course I don't want to copy his show because I don't want to sound like you know a, a robot. But it's tough. So with his in particular, yeah. I try to have way different guests than he did than he does you know what i mean because that helps yeah. you can't hear the yeah, same yeah. people on both freaking shows even though it's happened um and and also i'm constantly and he's doing this too by the way we're constantly evolving our own shows he's obviously had a couple months head start but was he inspiration for me originally ab- absolutely you know what i mean does he still serve as inspiration yeah absolutely but i need to interject so much of me into it uh even more so than i think because i do not want to fall in that trap of a michael o'neill clone just like there's john lee dumas clones out there you know what i mean pat flynn clones yeah, yeah. pat flynn clones i don't want to be a clone if it's happening on accident i'm sorry but i i don't know and then i hear people also you mentioned that we do have some similarities i have people that that tell me like, no way. What are you, crazy? Your show's nothing alike. The only thing that's similar about it is it's a free-flowing conversation, which in that case, you're a clone of me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, I am, no, I am inspired by, by you and by Michael. So, so we're all clones together. And, and where did Michael get his thing from? We don't, I don't know, but... Howard. With Howard. Howard. Okay, so we can all blame Howard. <laughs> Let's, I mean, I don't know how. Well, my well, on the, well, from the from the comedy perspective, mine is Joe Rogan. So yeah. So with Howard, here's here's why I absolutely love Howard Stern. Take take the girls and I never really did like that. Even when I was a teenager, I was just like, whatever, dude. I, yeah. The banter between him and Robin in the beginning. Back then it was Jackie. Then it was Artie. Now it's just him and Robin and Fred. And I also love, like my gosh, love the guests that come on because they're all big time celebrities that we hear the same shit everywhere. But then you'll hear something so different. Like Lady Gaga. I am now 
a huge Lady Gaga fan because of Howard Stern. I don't listen to her music. I still don't. But I'm a fan yeah. of her. No, I, I, I'm, I'm a hundred percent like much respect to what that that girl's done. You know, and she and she started out here in New York City, and you, they, some of the posters here they show her like she's got this statement like I'm going to be famous, and it was like 1990 yeah. something, and she was like nobody, and she already knew, and so it was like man. Yeah. Drive, drive ambition. And, and for me, it was the Howard Stern interview that did it. I mean, say what you want about Howard, but the guys had Paul McCartney, Billy Joel, um, Barbara Walters. He's had respectable people in their industries go on his show because he you. And that's what I want to do and aspire to be on, on my own show. So is that why it's the Chris Sharon show and not... Uh... <laughs> Vegas entrepreneur. No, you, you want to know why it's the Chris Theron show? Because I could not think of a better name. And I was about two weeks into it, and I'm back and forth, and I'd come up with something cool, and uh, I'd look at the okay, URL. Okay, let's, 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 let's hear some of them. I, I can't even remember what they were. But okay. they're all, you know what? No, I don't even remember what they were. I thought I did. Okay. Because they were, I was forcing a good name, and I was forcing something to have good SEO and all this other crap. And then two yeah, weeks yeah. in... I, I got fired up and I'm like, what the hell am I doing? I'm not going to let my stupid name, you know, prevent me from launch because uh, that would have that would have just been another. Exactly. Excuse. It's another excuse. And regardless of what I what magic bullet name I launch, whether it's that or the Chris Sarone show, either way, no one knows the frick who it is in the beginning anyway. Either way. Why not exactly. be me? And I think now that I'm learning about myself, I, I went the, the right route in calling it the Chris Sarone show because it's. It's very heavy me in, in my guest. It's not like a Pat Flynn when I'm, when, I'm, when I'm trying to teach him about, you know, blogging and things like that, which is which is what he, smart passive income. That's Pat Flynn. Yeah. He teaches you about smart yeah. passive income. Income. I just shoot the crap with my guest, and I try to pull out entrepreneur nuggets because I'm selfishly I want to learn. You know what I mean? So that's, that's kind of where it came from. But it's not. It's great because you're not limited, and I can see your show evolving to something where you start getting bigger and bigger guests, and you can you don't have to talk about anything like business related, you know, and and that's I mean I'd like to do that too. Just I don't want to limit myself to this entrepreneurial space, so I just want to talk to cool people that I I resonate with, and and that that's kind of like the name, right? The podcast junkies. I was like, man, I love the medium, and I love being able to find cool people so now the goal is to get them on the show uh i will help you uh, because i love i love your show but i i get that and the reason why i'm doing entrepreneur stuff is because i could talk about entrepreneur stuff to people for frick ever without and in, in, in your own way with your own exactly, style, in the chris exactly way. and and what i wanted to do was do a podcast on something that I'm so passionate about that I would never run out of questions to ask. So for me, it was being an entrepreneur, you know, because because you're, you're you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I and I've I've had my own business. I've had a couple. I've done entrepreneurial stuff. Like I, it's I'm coming at it where I can speak the lingo definitely, but I have other interests. Like I'm right now, I am on the hunt for uh, a couple of professional skaters. Because I skated in high school, I was sponsored. Um, like I'm huge in the skate. I, I go on eBay and buy decks from when I was a kid. Like now that I'm an old man and I got money, I can go back and buy all those skateboards and it was never able. To. Like 
skateboarding yeah. is a big part of my life. I'm now trying to get um, skaters on my show, particularly oh, cool. ones that started a company and that are successful. Yeah. So now I got both my loves. You know what I mean? I got skateboarding. Awesome. I got business because I'll tell you right now, speaking from experience, it's it's a certain mindset to throw yourselves down 13 stairs and fall and crack your dome and get up and do it again and do it for like two hours until you stick that trick. You know what I mean? I think more entrepreneurs need to, or, or want to be entrepreneurs. They need to somehow adopt or get, I don't know what it is. They need to get that mindset that it's okay to fail. You're going to fail, but you're going to feel like a million freaking bucks when you, when you finally, when you finally land your trick. That's a topic that's definitely brought up when people talk about MVPs and, um, and the whole concept there is fail fast and fail often because you gotta you gotta figure out what's working, what's not, real quick. I want to fail fifty times a day. It, it sounds <laughs> silly, but I do because I fun at times with my podcast so far, but it's causing me to move a lot faster than other podcasters. And selfishly, yeah. I mean, I know we're supposed to say. The, our kumbaya praises to our fellow podcasters. I want to crush everybody. You know what I mean? <laughs> in a com- friendly, competitive way. Like, I want to crush Michael O'Neill in terms of numbers. <laughs> but I also want to see him in a conference, give him a hug. You yeah. know, it, it's so great to see you. Last time we saw each other was whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then have him crush me the next month. Like, it's all in good, fun competition, you know? Yeah. In a friendly way, though. Of course. Yeah, you want to see other people succeed. I mean, there's plenty. This pie is like so freaking huge, man. There's, it is. There's no yeah. reason to be like, I want to dominate this space and not leave room for anyone else. Because there's going to be some other youngins up and coming who are going to want to crush you. Plus, exactly. Plus, we all have our own audiences. You know what yeah. I mean? But going back to the, the skater thing, you have skaters that you look up to that can do tricks. And then you aspire to be like that. So then you go try these tricks with your buddies in the parking lot. And your best friend lands something that you have been trying to learn for months and you want to punch him in the throat. (laughs) But he's your best friend, so you're like super happy for him at the same time. Like that's kind of how I am. uh, I was going to say with all things, but especially podcasting. A lot of my fellow friends in the podcasting arena, when they post that they got good numbers or, or the ones that are definitely beating me, I'm like, like hell yeah, like good for you, man. Next time I see you, I'm gonna buy you a steak dinner. But at the same time, I want to like send them a Trojan horse to their lips and feed, so the whole thing comes crumbling down. Or you know what I mean? Like, well, thank you. (laughs) A rising tide lifts all boats, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, how have you noticed? Like, I mean, you're 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 pushing fifty now, right? When is did you did you record fifty? I, th- I think in 50 years, I was going to say. I'm not, <laughs> my God, do I look that bad on video? 50 years. That's probably- uh, I'm on 40, 42, I think, or 43 something. I don't know. You're on 43. Last I checked, I saw 43. So Yeah, I'm coming up on the on the 50 mark. Yeah, 43 came out today. Yeah. Is that a big number? I think it's a big number. It's huge. I heard somewhere, it could have been on your show. I heard somewhere seven. that, is that the number? Seven. Yeah. yeah, seven. Did I hear that on your show, by the way? I I said it because I heard it on someone else's show. Or <laughs> well, maybe I heard it on yours. Yeah. Uh, yeah, seven. I've heard ten also. 
And so I'm going to be more conscious of this, but for the people who have no idea what the hell we're talking about, yeah. seven is like the number of episodes where most beginning podcasters tend to quit. Um, so interesting to find the source of the statistic, but it, it's uh, knowing how much work goes into it, I'm not surprised. A lot, a lot goes into it, especially if you do more than one a week, and then yeah. even more, more goes into it. Like I have... That's why when you talked about me coming on as a guest, our, the scheduling thing was so out of whack because it's like I want to I want to come on early at the time that you wanted, but I need to figure out for me how I can just squeeze it in anywhere, you know? Yeah. You getting fully you getting booked a lot lately? Uh, yeah, well, it, it it's a combination of things. So, um I do consulting Okay. Which came, which came from the podcast as a okay. result of the podcast. I, I, I consult other people that takes up time. My own show takes up time, and I do a lot of interviews now on other podcasts that takes up time. It, it's not one thing; it's all things. Not to mention, I am married with two kids. I can't act like I'm some dude in a loft in L.A. like just some internet millionaire, you know, living the life. Like I, I'm a family man, and I prefer it this way too. I don't want to make money and go to the beach. Yeah. I want to. You know what I mean? Like I want to make money and take my kids to not Disneyland because I despise Disneyland, but I want to take my kids. <laughs> you just I'll blew my Disney sponsorship, man. I'll tell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take them to Disney for them, d- despite my feeling. But you know what I mean? Like I want to do stuff for my boys. I want to do stuff with my wife. I want to go buy, which is actually on the radar now. I want to buy the whole family uh, quads. Oh, sweet. Yeah, and I want to take them out and, and go have fun in the desert when everyone else is at work. Like, I want to do those type of things. Yeah. And you, you can, because you've, you've set yourself in a way, up in a way where, slowly but surely, I mean, you, you went with something that you're passionate about, and you started to build it into a business, and now you've gotten all these separate income streams from it. But that only came because you were, um, you know... I ate I, someone's I, child to make this happen? You might have. I, I, I'd literally punch someone's lights out if I was like dead focused on something. That's what I do. That's how I do it now. Like yeah. I don't literally punch people, but you know what I mean? Like I attack it with such vigor because it, to me, it's not for me, what I want to do and what I accomplish in life. It's not so much, uh, I want to make a million dollars. Like I want to live a type of lifestyle. And right now I have no ongoing income coming in. I've made money. Yeah. Right. But I have no reoccurring money right, coming. Recurring, yeah. Yeah. I I have no reoccurring revenue. I need I need to create something and and, and build that foundation because I tell you right now and you know my story. I I every month passes and a, a fat chunk of my savings is is being taken out. And I, we can afford it. We're doing it. Yeah. But the more months that I have to dip into that, like I I want to replace that. You know. Yeah. Yeah, no, because then you've got one eye on that calendar, you know, and it's more like a countdown timer because you're just like, shit, like, what? I don't want to be in a position where I'm starting to think that I have to stretch this money out because I want to, obviously, you want to keep doing what you're doing, but uh, I, I think it'll it'll come. I think you've, you've got all the right pieces in place and you're starting to do the things like the talks and the coaching, so I think... I feel like MacGyver. <laughs> I feel like MacGyver locked up. And he's got a certain amount of time to make something happen, to free himself from the the bad guys or whatever. Like, that's kind of how I feel right now. Or the bomb with the super long wick. Like, the thing's burning. 
I have time to yeah. get the hell out of here. But if I don't, that bomb's going to go off, and then I'm going to be screwed. You know what I mean? Like, when my savings runs out, which I'm, I'm okay right now, I'm fine. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, if I don't actively try to get out of this thing now and have some reoccurring revenue coming in or some type of business model, which I'm still discovering myself. I'm no... I have high download numbers, but those downloads don't equate to dollars. Yeah, that's what's interesting. That's what I. That's what I've been thinking about. Like, unless you've, um, you know, what have you been approached by a, a lot of companies for sponsorships? And are you not a lot? I've been yeah. approached by some, and they they weren't a good fit for the show at all. Yeah. And I didn't feel right. And a couple of them I knew nothing about. Yeah. So I was like, eh. And, the, and I know I just talked about how I'm, I'm dipping into my savings or I'm, and I want to get out of that thing. But at the same time, I still I do have those savings. So I can make those choices yeah. of, of saying, you know what? Not for me. No. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold out and bust my butt till I can get a company that I actually like and believe in and will pay me enough. <laughs> but... <laughs> Um, they'll, they'll pay me. And when I talk to them, I can talk as passionately on my show yeah. as that little explosion I just had on your show 20 minutes ago. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like this Gatorade bottle If Gatorade, uh, sponsored the show. I can go into Gatorade. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I don't really normally drink Gatorade. I'm just giving you an example. <laughs> <laughs> and just in case you're listening, uh, who is Who owns them now? Coca-Cola. Oh man. Really? <laughs> The Borg. It used to be Quaker Oats for a minute. I don't see Coke no. on here. Yeah, Those cer- sneaky it, it, bastards. It's certainly not Gatorade Inc. anymore. No, it's sugar. Yeah. That's why you're so hyped up. So, let, let's, yeah, let's date ourselves. <laughs> do you remember Gatorade gum in like the I early do, 80s? I do, man. That thing was <laughs> crazy, man. It was like a... It's like a Liquid Red Red Bull in, or in your mouth, not liquid Red Bull. Well, that makes no sense. It was like a chewy Red Bull in your mouth. Yeah, or something it, like it came in like two flavors, like yellow and orange, I think. Gatorade gum. Uh, I'm gonna Gatorade. find out. how this has to do with podcasting. I don't know, but that's the beauty of this show. No, it's funny because we talk about random shit, and then I, I I go find the like the links of like the random. <laughs> like I, I'm gonna go find like a Gatorade gum commercial and Gatorade it. gum, <laughs> Ecto Cooler. You know what? I know you know what I remember. And I literally just thought of this, and I loved these so much. Is they were called New York Seltzer. They used to come in little, like glass bottles. Yeah. And you had root beer. Yeah. And you, no one remember the remembers those things. So if you're listening to this right now, shoot me a tweet at Blue Gino, and please, for the love of God, just tell me I'm not the only one that remembers these things. Oh, that's so funny. Clear Pepsi. I loved Clear Pepsi. Man. And everyone always are like Bleh. that was that was around for like two minutes, and I loved it. <laughs> cherry Pepsi cher- chill card, cherry Coke, cherry cherry Coke. It's not out. I don't know. I don't tab soda tab. Yeah, Fanta. What about the, it was like the original like boba? It was like orbits or something. It had like balls in it. <laughs> oh, I, oh my god. I hate that tea. I literally like Boba? I, I hate that tea. I don't understand. I've never it. had it. It's I've the never most had it. weirdest feeling of tapioca balls while you're drinking tea. It's yeah. My wife was like giving me shit about that. Like she knows like I hate it. She's like, look, a boba place, and I'm like, what? Yeah, I don't. Repulsed. I don't get it. So I don't get it. I'm not a hipster, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Are there hipsters in Vegas? 
Yeah, they so East Fremont has turned into Hipster Central, and I will credit the hipsters though because okay. they're not like the annoying ones that came out of LA in like two thousand five, six. Hipster, you know what I mean? Hipster two point Yeah, like they're actually doing a lot of good. So East Fremont, Las Vegas. If you wanted like a brick of weed, some meth, a toothless hooker, any of those, a gun, a switchblade, firecrackers, like whatever you wanted, yeah. you went down to East Fremont and you got it. Well, East Fremont is like one street away from the Fremont Street experience. So it was like a weird divide. Well, now all of a sudden it's – you can. I was just down there a couple of days ago eating uh, yeah. lunch. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. And the, it's hipster central, but it, – it, it's got this vibe to it, and I love that they cleaned up that part of, of my town, my city, and yeah. they're making it now for people to is, come and enjoy. Is that the Tony Shea thing? The... Yes, it is. Okay. So yeah, I, I don't know if it's all coming from him yeah. or if he is a hipster or if he's attracting a hipster, but he – I don't, I don't, I don't know much about the guy personally. I know, I know his story. I read his book. I did the Zappos tour here in town. Like okay. I follow him. I don't know him or how he is personally, so I can't – say that but what i will say is what he's done for this town in terms of downtown and the money he's pouring into it and yeah. like i the guy could be a wife beater for all i know i will still respect him for what he's doing for our town really because people come here you want to see me get fired up let's talk about this <laughs> People come here. I don't know they, how we made it this far without <laughs> without you talking about it, but uh. people come here. You know what? I wish more people talked to me about Vegas on, on podcast interviews. So thank you, by the way. I don't, even though I probably prided it up myself, yeah, but yeah. people come here and they act in a way that they would never act in their own hometown. The so difference is that they get to, they get to go home yeah. and they leave the crap here. Yeah, you, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, like totally. No. And it, after well, um, they promote it that way, right? What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. You know. They do, and they were idiots for that, and they're trying to get. They've been trying to get away from that, by the way. Yeah. Um, but Vegas literally swallows people up. I've met people just. I, I've been born and raised here. I've had my time in this town. I've met people that have moved here because they've loved Vegas. They loved coming here on vacation. And I'd see him later down the road. Like, we'd be friends and all that, and then things would happen and our lives would change. Yeah. And I'd see him down the road, some homeless, some with, a, a like, a bad meth problem because meth's wow. kind of bad here. Yeah, like, they just act like assholes here in Vegas, and it doesn't have to be like that. And when they did that whole what happens here stays here, as a business, you know, for tourism, I get it, and that yeah. did help us out tremendously. But also, it, it cast it, it – I don't know. Well, it, people, it, I mean, people – run with that so much to take it to a crazy extreme and like you said like they do stuff there that, that they wouldn't even think of doing back home when they come here they think they're in freaking narnia or something <laughs> like you know what i mean like they think that they they can just let loose of themselves and we, they do. which and they you do. do and that's okay uh, but, but uh, not to the point where like come on you can't control yourself you yeah, know what i mean it gets pretty crazy out there man I wish the mob still ran this town because <laughs> I, I do because uh, my my parents, they're not from here, but they lived in that era when the mob was here. Yeah. And my dad, especially, he's like, he'll see he'll see something. He'll get upset like an old Italian man. You know what I mean? Yeah. He'd be like, that would never have happened when the mob was here. They would kick him out. Blah, 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 blah. You had to dress up. So I. 
I like my my city and my town and what Tony's doing with it now. Um, I just wish there was a little of my dad's era and then a little of my era combined. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that era with the dressing up, man. That's like a, you know, because you you only see the glamorous side of that, obviously. Like, oh look, I'm just dressing up and drinking martinis and and all you know, going to uh, fancy clubs. And I'm sure it was like it got messy at when the cameras were off. <laughs> So, I mean, there's no perfect era, if you will, but I mean, I definitely, there's things that were about it that were, that were definitely cool. And I think what Tony's doing is, I, number one, he's just a freaking smart businessman. So he knows it's good for business. He went into an area that was like severely like, you know, underpriced and just said, this is severely depressed th- too. Yeah. And I could turn this around and he's. I think he's a savvy guy, and he probably has as much passion for the town, you know, I would think at this point, as as you do, so he wants to see something good happen, as most people do. And I'm all for it, and what, another thing he did that I, I just loved is he took the original courthouse mm-hmm. that was deemed uh, something, like it's now like a landmark or something, it's like our original old school pillar looking courthouse. Yeah. And he put his thing in there, and he didn't tear it down. He didn't try to jank it up. He, yeah. he kept it. He kept it nice. You know, he preserved the thing. Cool. In a town where we like to blow everything up, he <laughs> he, he actually preserved something that you should have preserved. Yeah, yeah. I think I've heard. I have a friend of mine who's uh, he's been living there forever, and he actually just moved to L.A. So, but he was like a concierge there, and he was saying really good things about what's going on there. So I think it's, it's all for the good. Heck yeah, we have the container park now, which I don't know if he told you about the container park. No, no, no. What is that? It's a whole shopping plaza made out of shipping containers. Oh, wow. And it's freaking sweet. And the the playground area for the kid, I'm talking those big, fat shipping containers, like the really big ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's this big tower made out of shipping containers, and it's part of the kid's playground area. And then there's like a spiral tunnel slide going down. Like, it's just so cool. All shipping containers. Hipster city. <laughs> I gotta I, check it out. I, I, I'm talking crap like about hipsters, but I'm I've probably dropped American Apparel like three times, <laughs> and I was just down there eating. Someone's probably putting the the, the pieces together. Like, what the f is this guy yeah. talking about? He's I'll, so, I'll call shit, it out myself. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, I'll call it out myself. <laughs> I think. I, yeah, you got your inner hipster in you. I do. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate him, but I got him. I'm probably more on the hipster side, so I can't really rag on them, but the, they do take it to a, a ridiculous uh, point sometimes. It's and so I, funny. like they, they make it so ridiculous. You're like, are you really like dressing like that? Like when they do the curly mustache thing and and the suspenders, and I'm like... See, I can't, yeah. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> I, you know what? I have a friend that kind of does that, yeah. and I love the death, and I, I don't judge. I don't care, but I, 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 for me, I don't like it. Yeah. I can't do it. I feel stupid. Duly noted. I'll put, that sh- I'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, so if my podcast cover art ever changes and I have a curly mustache and I'm doing some hipsterish type stuff, I just that I completely means that's, sold out. Yeah, you made it. That's the no, I didn't make it. I sold out. <laughs> like I literally signed my, my life away. Oh, man. Uh, do you think um, that far ahead, you know, because some people like to have a plan and, and some people like just flying by the seat of the pants – which which uh, court do you fall into? Both. So what do you, what do you think in what do you think in fifty to hundred is going to look like? I have no idea. <laughs> Here, here's what I mean by both. 
I have a general idea of what I would like to see happen, but at the same time, I'm just kind of flying by the seat of my pants and, and seeing what what happens. So I, I, my, I, I'll reference my friend again. We just ate uh, this past week, and one of the things that we talked about, the Jabberwockies, um, the, one of the things that we just uh, uncovered and talked about is how cool would it be to have the studio thing? You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. a couple of weeks ago, I wasn't even thinking about that. I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? So that's getting me really excited. Even if I can have, I would like to have my podcast support that. Let's just pretend, right? My All my podcast money in the beginning goes to pay for that studio yeah. and I'm still not making an income from my podcast outside. Like I would be okay with that. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Because it's just fun to me. I know that that's going to get me to the next level. So in terms of w w what does 50 to 100 look like and all that, um, I don't know because I'm going to let the show, in terms of the audio quality, I'm going to let the show evolve itself and see where it goes outside of the show. Like I want to add a, a studio. I want to do more speaking engagements because I'm having a blast doing them. Even if it's for free, it's... Yeah training and education for me to get better and i meet tons of amazing people you know what i mean um outside of that i literally want to wear a, a t-shirt and now i'm not making a joke i literally want to i swear i'm not making a joke this time i literally want to wear a t-shirt jean and shorts most of the day and go on vacations and just live a normal life but more importantly because i do have that financial analytical entrepreneur brain I just want my bills to be paid. Yeah. I want to be debt free and I want to have enough to do some of these fun things. I don't care about being a millionaire. And some people may hear that and, and it's like, oh, that's self-defeating thoughts and blah, blah, blah. Like I'm just at a point in my life right now where if my son wants to take up go-kart racing, I'll go buy him a go-kart. And we're not going to like beg, borrow and steal to make it happen or say, oh, buddy, I'm sorry. Do you want to ride a skateboard instead? Because yeah. I can buy you a $100 deck versus a $3,000. Like, I want to be able to have the choice yeah. to go whatever direction I want to go into. I think I'm going to think I'm going to let that uh be the close for this <laughs> for this specific episode of uh Chris and Harry shooting the shit. <laughs> this was so much fun, dude. I I wish you had like part 2s and 3s cuz I can literally I, go on I, I think we're going to have to. And uh I'm wondering I haven't split up an episode yet, but uh, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't think I, I, I just don't. It doesn't feel. I don't know. It doesn't feel right. So that's what I'm going don't with. Like it doesn't feel yeah. right. And I just if you if you if it's too long for you, then just you know I guess you can't listen to it. But. Suck it. <laughs> it's, yeah, I'm a talker because all the episodes I'm on on other people's guests, I'll see like 48 minutes, 48 minutes, 48 minutes. Then I'll see like Chris Saron, hour and 20. Hour and fifteen. Like I, I yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm glad uh, you had the time, man. I know you're a super busy guy. Let's see. I've I've literally felt like both phones on on. I have two phones now on like <laughs> drive during this time. But no, I, I wanted to do this because I genuinely loved your show and and you and I knew each other uh, online prior. So uh, I'm, I'm always about helping everybody whether this show is ever going to launch whether you're going to record yeah. a podcast and never launch a podcast like why the heck not because so many people gave me a chance and helped me out yeah. the least uh, the least i can do is just reciprocate that and pay it forward you know what i mean i think that's awesome and i i truly truly appreciate it you know as you know like i'm getting started this is going to be 
I think like 11 or 12 or something like that. So <laughs> um, purely in its infancy and nowhere near your download numbers. But I think um, I just am drawn to interesting people and interesting conversations. And um, I'm glad you came on. No, thank you. And I would—I I don't know if you're going to keep this part in the show or not, but I'd love the, the reverse. I'd love to have you on mine and okay. talk to you uh, about podcasting and what it's like to do both and some of the things that you went through. Yeah, and I'm still going through. So, yeah, I would be yeah. honored, truly honored to. We'll, we'll figure yeah. something out. So um, are you active on the, tw- on the Twitter? On the Twitter? <laughs> So I know was I know there was the Facebook. Um, I think uh, I heard Chase, the Twitter. I, heard, I maybe. think I heard, I think I heard Chase say that one day. I'm on the Twitter. <laughs> I, I am on the Twitter. Okay. I I love Twitter, and I just I've had an account since 2008. I know you're trying to wrap up. I'm sorry. I, no, I've no. had an account since. <laughs> <laughs> I've had an account since 2008, but I really didn't start using it until yeah. December of last year, like November, December of last year, and. Like I'm in love with Twitter because I like I've, I've I've met friends I've I've gotten guests like yeah. a lot of business has been done on Twitter for me so yeah. where's Blue Gino where, what's the Blue Gino thing I asked you at the beginning I don't think I got an answer uh, did you ask yeah. and I just totally glazed over I'm sorry <laughs> or were you asking when I was putting on my blue shirt uh, <laughs> when I started my YouTube account. Because uh, I do video too. I don't know if you've seen any of the videos yeah. or the the challenge. Uh, when I started the the YouTube account, it was one of those things where you just throw up a username. Yeah. And yeah. the Blue Gino came from. I owned the sexiest <laughs> blue ice cream truck ever. In fact, go on blueicecreamtruck.blogspot.com. I think that's it. If you're listening, you can check it out, and I'll. You could put it in the show notes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was a 1974 AM General mail truck, okay. right-hand drive, and I put I put Y-Wall tires on it. I put Mooney rims on it, and it I, I did the paint. I did the bodywork. I did uh, the mechanical. I did it all myself, and it was just such a sick truck, and I we can literally talk a whole episode just on that business venture alone, but the blue came from that, and Gino is my firstborn's uh, name. It, it's Gennaro, okay. but for short, it was Gino. So that might Lou, be Gino. That, that might be the coolest explanation of a Twitter handle I've heard <laughs> so far. And that's why I still kept it. A lot of people are like, "Why don't you take Sarone or Chris Sarone yeah, or yeah. Sarone Show?" And I'm like, I, "I." A lot of people like the YouTube community because I did videos before podcasts. Like a lot of people know me as Blue Gino. Okay. So it's not only that, but it's two things in my life. Then I'm, well, the ice cream truck I'm very passionate about, but that's long gone. But it's my firstborn son. You know yeah. what I mean? Like not, you're not going to just toss that one away. Yeah, <laughs> I may. I'd start a new Twitter account and rebuild that before I got rid of the Blue Gino name. Come on, you never live that down, Daddy. Uh, <laughs> you had a, a a a Twitter handle with my name on it, and then you got rid of it. Why? It was well, the truck. Uh, it was called Gennaro's Ice Cream. Okay, that makes sense. And. I I made shirts like it was, it was a whole freaking thing which um it, it was just a good time in my life so that's where the blue genome comes from. Well, if you've listened if you've made it this far <laughs> man I 
diehard listener number four. I <laughs> I sure hope you got value out of this conversation. So real real quick, because I want to extend this even longer. Yeah. Um, if you're like just that free flow for fun, you should just see like why not just leave it up however long this is yeah no, you know what i mean i'm going to like don't try and chop it up just let's do this little experiment yeah. on your show like why the heck can, you seem you seem a lot like me is you're willing to just say yeah let's try it instead there's of there's no rules Ooh. right there's no exactly rules. there's no rules i mean yeah i like uh the easter egg thing too so oh on my show yeah, you did, you did a couple. Of, then I I did one in the beginning, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna do one on every show, and I'm like, ah, that didn't work because a lot of a lot of the the, the conversations don't lend themselves to Easter eggs. And um, if anyone listened to the end of Chases, I'm discussing the the benefits of like uh, ice in your cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I haven't done like the past three or four, yeah. but I I did. 38 39 40 of them at the end of at the end of every one of my shows there's a couple seconds of silence for the people that are listening to us and i'll usually say something that's like behind the scenes of what's going on like if something bad happened i'll i'll talk about it and it's usually what 10 seconds i mean you you've heard it they're really short but they they by the time they get done with this show and they're listening to us talking those eggs have already gotten rotten like they're just done they're so done. <laughs> oh man, I, I have a feeling we're not going to get a, a, a proper sign off on this show, even if we tried. <laughs> um, I, I, so I, I'll, I'll help you out, Eddie. Sarone dot com is where because this is usually where people plug their shit, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, plug, yeah. Plug away, plug away. Sarone dot com is where you can find the show uh, at Blue Gino is my Twitter handle and really anything else. Like whether you use Facebook, uh, I was about to say MySpace for some reason, <laughs> whether you use Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, whatever, they're all on Saronshow.com. So that's kind of like my, my hub okay. and do me a huge favor, please rate and review this show because ratings and reviews are so important to us podcasters. So if you're listening to Harry's show, go on uh, iTunes and Stitcher. Are you on Stitcher, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is where I'm supposed to be plugging me, and I'm giving you... <laughs> really, because... I appreciate it, man. I'm not going to no, stop you. So. More people don't... I, I hear YouTubers bitch and complain how a lot of people don't thumbs up their videos and, and, and comment on their videos, yeah. and I kind of get that. Yeah. Like it's in, That ratings and reviews to us are like likes and comments to them. Yeah. It helps. It tells us what's what. If you have a negative review, you can just go somewhere else with that. Harry only wants the good ones. So please on all seriousness, if you liked this show, go over to this episode on his podcast and leave a good rating and review because the guy's doing wonderful things in his infancy of, of the podcast and he's extremely easy to talk to as you can tell by the length of this show so yeah. help him out first then go on saronshow.com and uh, just check out my show and obviously because chris's show is so awesome that's the reason i was drawn to it and return the favor on his please thank you very very uh inspiring podcaster so i'll, I'll be at his level pretty soon whatever there's no <laughs> <in this game. laughs> I'm breaking those barriers right now.
This isn't Drake. It's not like we started from the bottom and we're here. Yeah, we started at the middle and we're slightly inching our way (laughs) (laughs) one level above. All right, guys. All right, folks. We're signing off at some point here, so enjoy. Arrivederci. (laughs) So it's always a good sign when you find it hard to sign off. It just means you're having a great conversation. And uh, Chris and I definitely uh, enjoyed ourselves with this one. So it'd be interesting to hear your feedback, uh, positive or negative. Definitely let us know. This is something a bit different than the other episodes. Podcastjunkies.com slash nine for all the show notes. And this week's outro music is from Yellow Ostrich. Uh, It's another uh, fine track. These folks are based out of Brooklyn, and it's another great selection from uh, Cedar and Soil, who we're looking to have on an upcoming episode. So stay tuned for that. Take care. Have a fantastic week. Yeah, I know that you're busy now. Don't you love when you can't be found? All alone in the orange night. All alone in the orange night. Find a cave and they'll flush you out But find a crowd till you wanna shout Hiding under the brightest light Hiding under the brightest light My moons bring me silence And I am glad for it I am glad for it Can you work from the inside out? I want to see all the sky above I try to like all the things you love Does it hurt you when you get cold? Does it kill you when you get old? High above you don't ever know High above you don't feel the cold My moods bring me silence And I am glad for it I am glad for it Sadness, but I do long for it.